Welcome, everyone, to the 73rd episode of the Peer Podcast with your independent host, Illusion Empire. So I have a couple of items here, and so far I am doing good at fulfilling this promise. Thank God. So with primary politics, only have three items. The U.S. Census um, impact of the Electoral College. I already talked about the previous episode, how the seats changed. So if you want a little more info on that about what states lost seats, which ones gained, was their political orientation, well, you can listen to the first section of episode 72 of this podcast, which is the previous one. So stating that, um, the first item is about the electoral college impact. Two different things. They somewhat similar on which one's going to gain, which one's going to lose. They lose seats. They lose electoral um, college points. If they, I'm saying points as if this is a game here. Well, they lose electoral. They lose um electoral on um, voters. For some reason the correct term is not popping on my brain today. That's what we have here for for that. We talk. I'm talking a little more about the electoral college all right because if they lose a seat they lose electoral electorate okay for the president is this one only impacts the presidential um race not anything else this this doesn't impact the senate this doesn't and it does impact the house of representatives by the way but no but electoral college is only for the president i already talked about house of representatives was affected by the last episode so like i said again you check the 72nd episode of the peer podcast second item that was the first item. I'm going to go and look into which seats are up for re-election. Yep. And this is the so-called, um, what's this group? The so-called class three. All right. And based on what I see here, we have um, a little more Republicans up for re-election than Democrats. All right. So let's be very clear about that so there's there's gonna be no special election and i'm if i'm not mistaken i think mr Raphael warnock has to defend that seat because um he um filled the special yeah he filled that race during special rate during the special um election it's when someone is either you know resign or oh yeah he got vacated because he'd been um nominated to the president's um cabinet administration so that's what we have here yeah, i got a story about facebook and their grand hypocrisy yes i said it grand hypocrisy now they saying oh it's okay to discuss about the lab leaks Last year, they were flagging rampantly on anyone who just even suggests this thing, you know. A lot of people, were most part, were, were responsible when they discussed this. For them to do that, I mean, this is, this is a very, you know, irresponsible. I mean, this just shows that how they stifle debate, freedom of speech. Yeah, I want to sound like a right-winger here. Because it's true, the the Republicans are right. Even though they're hypocrites, I agree with their principle, but not what they what they do with it. They should be considered a public utility at this point. I don't know what the hell's taking so long. Maybe Congress has been bought out already. Actually, they've been bought out already, of course. Especially on the Dems, Republicans too. They act like they act like they're free to fry. They act like they they perfectly against some um, cancer culture. A push cuts a shove. Some cave like the Democrats. So that's your third and final item for primary politics. It's very important. That's why I had to put that one there. I'm happy that the world is calling them out for it. Good. 
happy that democratic world is calling them out for it. Now, there's some interesting article from CNN. I don't use them for politics. Well, this is a video game article, so I'll make the, uh, you know, I'll just make the exception here. I'm a big fan of CNN. I don't hate them either. Hate them. Now you have you have a chance to play video games with a friend and earn $2,000 each for playing games together. And I'm sure there's work that needs to be done with that, but I get deeper into that on mid-game, which is the second segment of this podcast. That's the first item for the second segment. And then more Sonic news. This reminds me of episode 74. I'll get more Sonic to the movie updates to see if there's any big ones. If not, I'm not going to bother. So don't hold me to it. Don't take me seriously. If I end up reporting it, it's only because there's only been some decent updates. Not some minor crap. So Sonic Colors, I'll say one of the few good modern games with quality. They're getting a remaster. I think it's good. I think they deserve a remaster. My only little concern is, is it going to have... It said new modes and stuff like that, additional features, improved gameplays, well, visuals, that's that's a given, you know, and this and this is gonna land on this is this is fitting in some ways because this is gonna be Sonic's um thirtieth anniversary. Yes, Sonic's thirtieth anniversary. Yes, it's amazing how time flies. It's really, really amazing. So, stating that, um, that will be the that'll be the second item for mid game, and the last item for mid game is this is a follow up from the previous episode. Um, because I want to look into more about how successful their Kickstarter was. I'm gonna say in short, it was. It, it's been pretty successful. I thought it would be. Even though I was, to be honest with you, a little self-conflicted. I said, well, it's pretty expensive. And then at the same time, you know, I could see the perks, the space efficiency. You can play with someone online, especially during this, um, you know what, and I can say the word. And it's not that I'm censoring myself just to please the media oligarchs or whatever. It's just that I'm so tired of saying it. I'm so tired of saying it. So tired of saying that stupid virus name. I'm just tired. I I'll avoid that, you know, as much as I can. It's ridiculous, and you already know my opinion is I'm not going to repeat that over and over again. It's like a broken record. So I want to get deeper into it and get more in-depth about what's going on with that. I'm not going to reveal to you too much. I'll just know that the Kickstarter was a success, and they raised about a million dollars. Good for them. So that's your third and final item for mid-game. Now for a weird topic finale, the most random part of this podcast. The one and only item that's taking the spot here is tech, six techniques to building report that will help you connect with anyone. I'm sure it's going to be helpful to me. I'm going to read out some of those tips, and I'm just going to give one out right now. I mean, what is rapport? It's a development or stronger connection between two people. So I'm going to go into how can we build rapport and what are these six techniques. And some of them are not going to be easy. Minor spoiler. It's not going to be easy. You, like, build your first impression. You know, but it's worth exercising these skills. Because, it, you know, we will reap the rewards if we be consistent with it. But if we slack off, just like exercise or anything that you do in life, skills will eventually grow rusty. And that's true. 
I mean, you could look at a lot of scientific studies. If you don't lose it, you, your brain connection to it will prune and it, it will eventually rot away. It'll take a while, but don't get too chillax. That's my point with that. So, these are all your items for the 73rd episode of the Peer Podcast. And we will reach the first segment right Anchor is a free podcasting app that is perfect for beginners. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast. Anchor will distribute your podcast so that it could be heard in other platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. That is A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. I'm going to repeat. It is A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. What are you waiting for? I've been doing this for about a year now. And if you really have the passion to start a podcast, you should do it. It's fun and easy. Welcome, welcome to the first segment. First segment is called Primary Politics as usual. This is where my podcast gets very political with analysis and what important news. I'm sure there's a lot of junk out there with politics, but I'm not going to report on that stuff. You know, let the mainstream media and other lovely people deal with that crap i want to do something that's more important let me quickly go through this one because that's a strong connection to the last episode the last episode i told about how many on um, house representative seats age they will lose and gain electoral college in terms of the numering it's exactly the same so which one loses one electoral on vote um, the obvious states I mentioned last time, and just a recap, we have West Virginia, Michigan, New York, Illinois, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and California. These are the same exact states that have lost seats. They also have lost one electorate, one electoral college vote. So which ones gained them? And this is, of course, comparing with the 2010 Census Bureau, because the Census Bureau takes place takes place every decade that means every 10 years okay and states have gained them north carolina oregon colorado montana and florida and then the only one the only state that has gained two is texas so in terms of it's not that much of a change i mean when it comes to the house of representatives i think the democrats need to be really careful here if they if they just do a couple of out of out of touch wackiness the red wave is sure going to come to the house representatives the senate eh, i'm not that sure about that one that one they that's when republicans have to be really careful all right so that's what happened so texas is the biggest winner in the census and so is the um and an electorate as well there's a reason why numbers are greatly different you have five sixty-eight electorate right no not even Let's double check how much electorate we have. So that's 538. Yeah, not 570. So it's 538. 
that then the House of Representatives because of the 23rd Amendment. The 23rd Amendment, um, in other, the 23rd Amendment does essentially is very small states has three electorate instead of one. And there's a lot of small states. States like Wyoming, like I've talked about, they only have one um, House of Representatives, but they have three electorates. All right, great. That would be a great example. Still one, but a slightly smaller margin. Trump's would have got three more electorate votes. So, okay, that's nice. That's nice, I guess. Um, look, listen. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, this is a 24th census that's been conducted. This is the same. So this, this information is going to be officially released August 16th. That's what's important. And you redistrict scene state redistricting because only some states have to do that um will be done by the end of march march 2022 all right no they was due actually last year so it was due last year last year march it was behind schedule because of the whole wackiness you know what it is not gonna say it i don't know why alabama's suing them they they, they have zero impact on that um da, 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 da. what else do we have here oh that's interesting now that i didn't know there's something new every day they said a federal law does allow a mid-decade census so that's every five years but the results cannot be used for reapportioning the house hmm. okay all right and what else do we have here what happens to First census results. Okay, so, so these population state cut new assignment house are part of the handle process involving the Commerce Secretary oversee the Bureau. The president, I'm quoting all this from NPR, that's the source. And it has to be certified by the clerk of the house with official reporting to them to the states. Hmm. And this this is gonna be a little crazy. So what is what is gonna be um in effect? Some say Zeus, they will sue Biden. Mm-hmm. And new electoral press will go into effect. So yeah, the new electoral cards are gonna go into effect until twenty twenty four. Okay. So the next thing I think I'll do a follow up is um how does you have to reallocate those states, the ones that gain or lose? I mean, the biggest winner, like I said, was Texas. Yeah, Texas. All right, enough of that, enough of that. Now we're going to go to the Senate race, okay? And we have we have this so-called Class 3 Senate, okay? Class 3. There's no special election so far. And yeah, I'm going to skip all of that other stuff. That's not a... All right, this is what I'm interested in. On um, possibilities of party changes. Okay. Richard Shelby, one of the five Republicans retiring, he represented Alabama. Alabama is very strong, very red. Lisa Murkowski um, is going to run. A moderate Republican who's a never-Trumper. Ah, Mark Kelly, that one is a possible toss-up. And what source is this from? Oh, these are predictions from various sources. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. There's a run, and that one does not look very, very safe. So Mark Kelly, you got to battle it out again. It feels like he's always a representative. John Boozman, Arkansas, very Republican. He's going to be safe. So that's a chance for... Republicans to steal that one. Um, and then you got California, Alex Padilla, or Padilla, if you want to sound English about it. Alex Padilla, um, he's he's Californian. That's very safe. That's safe. 
Yeah, he's if if he runs, he has a decent chance of winning. Very good chance of winning. It'd be a miracle for him to lose that seat. Michael Bennett. He say D plus three, but anything with plus three—that's yeah, a. I mean, I'm assuming he could win that. That's a question mark. Let's just leave that one question mark. Richard Blumenthal on his Connecticut. Yeah, he's safe. Next, Marco Rubio. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. Oh, this one. The Republicans have to help him out, according to these um predictions. And now I think we have Val Jemmings that's running against him. Yeah, if she if she could gather and campaign well, he's done. Raphael Warnock, another 2020 special. Another battleground state, R3. Yeah, so Raphael Warnock, I mean, Democrats, you're going to have to do your best to protect these two. They for re-election. they like they're in danger. Hawaii, Bron Brian Schatz, safe. Idaho, Michael Crapple, safe. Illinois, Tammy Duckworth, oh yeah. Indiana, Todd Young, safe. Iowa, Chuck Grassley, I'm surprised he's not retiring. Safe, Jerry Moran of Kansas, safe. Rand Paul, safe. John Kennedy of Louisiana, safe. A lot of those I was reading, Indiana, Louisiana, um, Kansas, Kentucky, Iowa, Indiana, Louisiana, that's that's Republican safe. Roy Blunt retiring. Yeah, I think that seat, that seat is safe unless Democrats pull a miracle on that one. Roy Blunt's retiring, so you got to get a good replacement for that one, Republicans. Now, this is what is dangerous for Democrats. For Nevada and New Hampshire, um, these are, I would call, well, Nevada's turning more of a purple state so far. Um, they are, they're currently light blue, but the way things are going, um, Democrats got to be really conscious here if they want to keep these seats. If Republicans, a good chance for you to steal if you know what you're doing. At New Hampshire and Nevada. Catherine Cortez, Mesto, and Maggie Hassan. New York, Chuck Schumer. Oh, that guy's safe. Richard Burr, one of the Republicans retiring. After toss off, Republicans got to do what you can't defend. The Walls Democrats will really get a majority. And Kamala Harris can do um, less tie breaking, assuming she's still vice president. Because I'm saying that because. God forbid, I don't wish that for anybody. I do hope uh, Mr. Biden, you know, doesn't croak on us when he's president. His health doesn't look that promising, in my opinion. I don't wish that on anybody. Even though I'm not a big fan of him, or I'm that respectful at least. Let's hope he could at least live through his first term. And then just just give it to somebody else, Biden, please. If he had excellent health, I wouldn't be saying any of this, but eh. North Dakota, John Hoven, safe. Ron Portman. Rob Portman. Sorry, say Ron. Rob Portman. Rob Portman. Ohio. Pretty safe. If Democrats can pull a little extra effort there, according to these predictions, they could take that one. Oklahoma, James Lankford, all safe. Oregon, Ron Wyden, Senator, safe. Pennsylvania, all right, this is interesting here. Pat Toomey, Trump critic. Um, He's that seat. It's toss-up. All right, so that's anybody's game right there. And then I'm going to quickly go through the rest. Tim Scott, safe. South Carolina, South Dakota, John Thune, safe. Utah, Mike Lee, safe. Vermont, Patrick Leahy, safe. Washington State, Patty M Murray, safe. Now, last one, Ron Johnson, Wisconsin, battleground. Okay, so I'm going to pay attention just a little more to the battleground. And 
All right, so we got how many? So how many seats do we got for toss-ups here? We got one, two, three, four, four Democrat seats that are considered batter bread. Now for the Republican side, four. For the Republican side, four. So in a lot of ways, this could be anybody's game. This is, of course, assuming no upsets, no miraculous changes to the political landscape, okay? Just take this with a grain of salt because some upsets can happen. Polls get things wrong. Polls are not always accurate, okay? That's all I want to say for that. That's all I want to say for that. So the ones that I've listed, especially pay attention to the battleground, those are the ones that don't be surprised if, you know, the opposite party could steal that seat, right? It's anyone's game. It's fair game. That's what battleground means for me. It's fair game. And this is one of the um, political parties focus a lot of the attention on. All right, so that's all I want to say about that. This is for the, and they're getting ready to campaign. I mean, the safe ones, they don't need to do as much work, but it's better to be safe than sorry. So now this article, I'm going to be very brief with this one. I'm actually, maybe not I'm going to be very brief. Sometimes I go on a rant here. I'm going to try to be a little more brief on this one. Um... So, Facebook now says it has a it it did a one eighty shift on lab leak theory, and this is gonna sound like I'm defending the former president on this issue. This is just hypocrisy for Facebook. I'm being very critical on Facebook, and sadly, I believe um, former president Donald Trump. Or 45. Um, you know, had a plausible theory. I'm sure a lot of people say, oh, he's a clown, he's a doofus, he's this and that. I said, look, I don't care if you don't like the guy. I get it. Fine. But it's not about liking him. There's probably a lot of people that just get fixated on this stupid shit. It's not about liking the guy. It's about what's going on. Use big picture thinking. Yeah, I know I sound a little hostile right now, but I get so tired of these small-minded idiotic comments. It's not about liking him. It's not about praising and criticizing Trump. That's your opinion. Fine. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about um, the hypocrisy is going on here with freedom of speech, okay, regarding the lab leak theory. Last year, anything that even suggests indirect that this coof-coof thing that came out of the lab Oh, any anything anything that's just said, ask us to the fake news. Hey, I mean, what gives Facebook the authority to do that? What credibility do they have? Well, in my opinion, none. They had no credibility whatsoever to do that. They should have let people have their discussions, even share. Well, now it's just, you know, ever since Anthony Fauci making YouTube say, oh, that bleak theory, oh, it's plausible, it's believable. This is just such hypocrisy. If I could say they maintain the stance even to today, I would disagree with it. But at least they have a stance. At least they have some principle. But no, this is just pure hypocrisy. This is just blatant. And if you can't see this hypocrisy, so stating that, right? And this is getting traction. This is getting traction. And yeah, social media censorship is a big issue. And that's a social media censorship. Censorship and radio and all that is an issue too. The reason it's so prominent is because it's the most noticeable. I mean, it's everywhere. And at least Biden is, I got to give him credit here. At least he's um, being aggressive with this investigation. I got to give him that credit. 
And you said, and, and just explore both sides of the aisle. I got to give Biden that credit. Not a big fan of him, but I got to give him that credit. The problem with Trump is he opens his damn big mouth. He knows the media's against him. Got to be a little more powerful than that. Oh, that's another reason why he lost, too. Campaign like the Kuf Kuf thing didn't even exist. Very foolish. And nothing to do with stolen election. Give me proof that it did. I'll be willing to listen. But if not, you're crazy. I ain't going to take you seriously. I mean, I'm going to link this article below. I'm not going to read all of it because I already saw multiple media reports. And I think this is a big issue. And I'll be happy if they, um, yeah, and, and. This article essentially pushes to update internet regulations, which is which is needed. It's needed now. I mean, it's more now. I mean, right now. I mean, it's over. Actually, you know what? Let me take it a step further. It's overdue. It's overdue. It should be considered a public utility. Facebook, Twitter, all the other big, big things that a lot of people use for public entertainment. That should be public utility. I don't care about something like a leftist here. That's on them. But you know, that's besides the point. So that's what that article pushes, and I'm putting that. What's what's the source's name? Oh, Science and Tech. Really? That's your name? Oh, Spectator.us. Okay. This is right-leaning, but I agree with this right-leaning position here. So let's quickly wrap this up. So for the states that lose seats, they lost electorate votes as well by the same exact number. Okay, that's your main point there. It doesn't get any shorter, more concise than that. I'm just going to find out. I'm going to look into how the process does when they remove a seat and add a seat. Of course, I'm not going to look to the states that stay the same because there's no point. And then when it comes to the Senate, there's four battleground seats for Republican seats. There's four battleground seats for Democrats as well. Okay, so there's eight battleground seats. And based the way things is going, it could go either way. It could go either way. Meaning more Republican seats are Safe. Yeah, because it's more Republicans up for re-election. I mean, and this is, of course, not assuming any upsets is going to take place. And then last part, the shortest, Facebook now says it's OK to talk about lab leak theory because Joe Biden's pushing investigation and Dr. Fauci switches position on that. I'm not blown. He 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 does. He does. Um, he does double talk a lot. Dr. Fauci. That's my that's my opinion of that guy. To me, uh, I have to say. This is a very controversial name I'm going to say, but Michael Savage, I agree with his analysis with Fauci. He's just a politician with a lab coat. <laughs> and we should be updating the internet laws and consider Facebook, Twitter, all these other big social media sites as public utilities. Stop treating like private utilities. This is why these oligarchs has gained so much power. They knew they were doing, they gained it, they've been smart about it, but it's time to put a crackdown on it. Welcome to the second segment of the Pierre Podcast. This is mid-game. We only got three items for you here. I'm going to go with the first one, most interesting one of them all. This is kind of um, attacking conventional wisdom here. You put the most interesting thing last. But I'm out of television, so there you go. Um, So we have uh, some here. Post by CNN. I don't use them for politics, okay? I don't. Any other article, I give them a chance. Now you get paid to play video. It's a provider. 
Frontier Bundles is offering 2,000 awesome pair of friends as willing to play 21 hours of video games together and report back in their experience. Company wants to know if you play together better solo or someone on their side. And when did this came out? Oh my goodness, recent. And Mario Golf Super Rush. Um, okay, let me start ranting here. Rachel Trent, you need to edit that. That's so incorrect. Okay. All right, this one's more interesting fact now. There's some significant game anniversaries. Donkey Kong is turning 40, Legend of Zelda is 35, Sonic and Street Fighter 2 are both 30. Now you're buddy to FrontierBundles.com until June 18 at 11.59 p.m. Is it return? Okay, applicants will ask their favorite game and why they have chosen it, and there'll be two sets of wins for anywhere in the United States. Duels need to play together in person. So it's looking at pairs of gamers with a ton of virtual history. And this is a winner's they will announce winners by June 25th, and they will get a swag bag with Nintendo Switch Lite and access to modern video game favorites and retro game classics as well as snacks. And this all this comes from CNN. I am not making this up. And that's all we have for you. So you want to make some moolah, you're a gamer, I don't care what your age is, your, your gender, all of that, just make some moolah. All right. And I want to share some opportunity with you gamers. I'm sure I'll have a few gamers listening to this podcast. So just do that. I'm not going to do it because I don't have time for it, but you can. And now Sonic Colors is getting a remaster. Sega announces. And this is the source of this one is The Verge. And I've seen the trailer. It's very brief. It didn't say much. Like Sega's usual fashion, it don't say much. But they did promise, I'm going to quote, it will feature stunning visuals, additional features, okay, kind of redundant, a new mode, and improved gameplay enhancements. And they will have a, the beginning of a two-part anime time called The Rise of the Wisp, and also be laid out this summer. Interesting. You know, that makes sense why it's coming out in September. All right, see, I kind of see where they're going with this. And um, there's even another game coming now, and I saw a very brief trailer of it, and it didn't show much. It just showed some kind of design. Sonic was going right through, and um, and it's coming out in 2022. And then, and then they're gonna have a new classic game collection called Sonic Gorgeous, where we have the first three games along with CD. And then Netflix is gonna have its own series called Sonic Prime. So Sonic might regain popularity again. I don't know, it kind of did with um, Sonic Mania, and now I see why. It was repolished of classics, even though my criticism was I just wish I had more levels, especially more new levels. Other than that, great game. Great game to play. That's all I can say about that. It's a great game. Um, So that's all I have for you here. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to read that last paragraph. Nothing has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. But if you're interested in reading the article, I always link the articles. There's no that I'm not making shit up. All right, so this is a follow-up from the previous episode here, the third and final item, Infinity Table Game Hands-On, and this is a touch table, obviously, and it has a whole bunch of games for Hasbro, has Monopoly, a couple others, but if you want to hear more details about that, please pay attention to the second segment of episode 72, okay? This one has online gameplay, I mean, it should, and it, and this thing raised, this thing raised about a million dollars, over a million dollars, I think that's pretty successful, many big board games, I'm not learning to reach that. Yeah, I do pay attention to Kickstarter, as you can tell. I'll just got recently. What's wrong with me? <laughs> 
Yeah, the retail price is about $600. Damn, son. You're not sure you're willing to spell that many cash. And then one of them, well, a couple of some experience how the digital thing brings the game extra to life with sound effects accompanying on where your character lands. For example, she says that when someone goes to jail, you hear the siren sounds. It puts a, 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 to a jail token on, you know, when you put your... When you land on jail, not passerby, but when you land on jail. But you know, this is kind of double talk a little bit. Says sometimes a key feature board gets into the physical elements, like the clicky spin in the game of life, or the bounce off from the problematic trouble. No, that's true. It's a physical feel that makes it different. And I'm sure the animations and sound bring extra life to it. I mean, I'm, I'm open to it. I mean, I, I, I mean, after a while, if you know, God willing. When this thing comes down, maybe the pricing and the, the glitches be all polished up. I get this, I probably throw a lot of my physical stuff away, except for the rarities. And rarities, so ironically, are the big ones. They're working on bringing more, okay? Bringing more, bring more board games, you know, port them to the digital table. Um, You could, you know, you could play with friends or families or online. You don't have to, you know, visit each other. So that's what it is. This is a minor update to see what's a Kickstarter. And it's selling the retail about $600. So it's not that 500 or $700 option. You could just ignore that part of information if you want to be efficient about my podcast. That was about what they were planning, but the planning stages are done. It's already fleshed out. $600. Okay. I'm not sure they have other options for it. Yeah, you could look that up. I will link the article in, in the episode description of this podcast. It's just like I do everything. I link, link, link. I'm the type I want to um talk out of my ass. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not the type I want to hear my own voice just speak nonsense. Okay, I don't know why they, they suggest um, Resident Evil Village coming out. It already came out. And you have a chance to win uh, $2,000. But you have to document your play. Um, And you have to look into what game you're going to play and why. It could be, they want to see if playing solo or together. Together is better. I guess well, that's what they're doing with that. And, you know, if you do well enough, you have a little extra supplemental income. Sounds kind of easy, but I'm sure they're going to want you to document in a certain way. And I'm sure it's rules you're going to have to follow if you're going to be, if you want to be a uh, winner for that $2,000. And Sonic Colors is coming out with a remastered edition September. Yeah, September what again? Oh my goodness, I'm forgetting here. September 7th, and it's coming for the PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Oh, so not for the current consoles. Eh, maybe they want it. So they're getting a remastered version, okay? And and they're saying they promised a whole bunch of new things, but I haven't seen anything. Okay, I haven't seen anything. And, I mean, Sonic are working on stuff. Um, they come on the... On, a game that's got title yet for next year. Side, I, I'm just, I think I'm just reporting this because I want to I report some difference that are just um, talking about uh, GTA 6 leaks or even Cyberpunk 2077's on Misfortunes and Damnation. All right. And then now, last not least, which is a brief update about their success of Kickstarter was actual retail prices. That's all I got for you. So that. That's what you got. Remember, it's six hundred dollars. Not the forget the five hundred to seven hundred. That was bad. I think that was um just a just a planning phase, but they have to make some adjustments for retail. Or those prices were just for Kickstarter's exclusive because Kickstarter's do have the exclusives. Regular retail price. If you buy it complete out of Kickstarter, it's gonna be around six hundred dollars. You do get discounts. Um, and I'm not now. When we surprise the more the one with better memory and battery. Be probably eight hundred dollars. That 
They ain't hundred nine hundred dollar price is purely speculative. Okay, so don't take me seriously on that one. Alrighty then. Thank you so much. We should reach the third and final. Welcome to the third and final segment. It's called WTF Weird Topic Finale. It's not, I'm not swearing at you with those initials, okay? So, we only have one item here, and it's about six techniques for building a report that will help you connect with anyone. Okay? And this would be good if you, um, yeah, this, you know, this would be good, especially if you want to network better, expand your friends, um, circle, whatever, you have your reasons, or you want to be better at negotiating and develop, maybe you get into a new relationship, you know, whatever your reason is, I'm going to go through some of it, and disclaimer, I am no expert in this, okay, and some of this I could help, because when I read, I actually learn, believe it or not, so, what is report, what's the, what's that? a strong connection between two people, all right, that's your definition, that's a very concise, clear, basic definition, and you develop a rapport when both of you have positive uh, thoughts and feelings towards each other, and you don't mind displaying them. It's respect of attentiveness when you speak and do other things. Both of you can honor a relationship by best possible means. It does, this doesn't have to be romantic. Okay? It doesn't have to be. It could be, but it's not limited to that. Um, as a degree... Coordination allows you both feel in sync. We both you feel, think, act a similar way. That's rapport. And like I said, this, this rapport can be built instantly or in time. You could simply fall in love first sight or learn to live with different people. And this is all from the learningmind.com. That's the source, okay? Learningmind.com. You know. And this is something you have to experience, understand. This is, you know, textbooks could try to flesh this out to you. Articles try to flesh this out to you. This is something you got to experience. You know, the internet can't teach you everything. And it's a fact. And great social skills? No, not really. All right. And building rapport can develop meaningful, long, and lasting relationships. You need, you need to develop it in favorable circumstances, be as quick as possible, and then, you, of course, you're going to nurture the power relationships. It also allows you to influence, teach, educate, listen, and learn in an enhanced degree. It allows you to build trust and to inflict confidence. Okay? And this is a life learning skill. We are learning this every day. If you think it matters at all, you're a moron, you're going to be alone. Okay? So, what are the six techniques? Produce a strong first impression. Ugh. Not always my strength. 
game because I mean I'm gonna be pre-apparent with you. But even though I say I don't judge, sometimes I do judge. You just make hasty decisions, especially with new people. So ah, uh, I'm gonna be friends with this person. There's no point in trying this. You see, I already made the assumption. I don't know what he is. Just because he did one or two or three things, you know, that I didn't like, or you know, it would be a she too, or a zer, whatever the hell, whatever the hell, whatever pronoun you want to use. All right. So, you know, we judge. I judge. You can't change the way a person thinks. At least not during first contact. Oh, I don't try that. Well, that I know. I make a decision based on a person's actions. Okay? And if I don't see that we're connecting well, if I don't see the flows going well, and not just feeling flow. I mean, I can, I can have ambiance and texture. I'm pretty observant in my environment. If I see things that's just not clicking well, and I feel like it's a chore to talk to this person, then I'm going to end it. I'm I'm lazy on some of these things. I'm just, no, I'm not going to do it, all right? But if a lot of things click, conversations flow well, me and the other person contribute well in the conversation. It's not just me over talking, the other person's over talking. You know, and you know, and if we could disagree and agree, we do it respectfully. Then we learn about each other. Oh, well, yeah, great. You know. And it said, don't be or look sad, angry, disappointed. I always got to look down either lost. Well, I got the lost look. Or look that I'm just sad or angry. Yeah, well, see that? See that right there ruins first impression. But if you have, but there's going to be a second thing that accompanies to that. They put the same bad, bad vibes. I said this. At the same time, I'm not going to be fake either. If, you know, I like to have fun. Sometimes my fun and joking can be very controversial. The person's too sensitive for that. I just know that me and that person just can't be, um, I can't joke on that level. And, you know, that'll be first sign that it's going to be difficult. And I don't really try that hard. I mean, am I going to say friendship is impossible for them? No, it's just going to be a little more difficult. And then if circumstances presents this case or God gives me an opportunity, I believe in God, so I'm gonna be open with it. Then fine. I'll see how I can do, but you know I, I don't expect much. And the Bible says look, I don't know about the verses, I don't know how to quote the verbatim. I'm not that I am not that level yet. Know about which book, which chapter, what verse number. I mean, they're great at that. I just know some of the pastors said, look, if people reject you you go to the next person. That's it. People reject Jesus Christ, and he went to another, you know, place or person. Okay. And then two. Now it's just all about the first one. Two. Don't forget the basics. What is the basics? Pay attention. Listen to what the other person say. Don't let your thoughts interrupt the incoming information. Eye contact, trying to balance it, meaning don't stare at the person for too damn long, or don't just stare, or just don't look away too long. Shake your head every now and then, 
show if you agree or at least listening. Do allow science breaks throughout some conversation. Some people don't even allow that. Oh, it freaking annoys me. Want to internalize information. Oh, why are you quiet? Let me process it. Damn. Ah, supercomputer. I know I sound snobbish. I know. I know I'm not. Be be concise and clear. Okay, that part I'm good in. Be transparent. I am. Maintain good posture. I'm pretty good at that. Relax. I could do that. Smile. Uh, I gotta do more of that. See, I'm already rating myself. I already know where I'm at on, on these things. I mean, have a good self-awareness. Of course, you gotta add your own personal flares to it. Uh, you know, I'm taking. I'm just paraphrasing what the article is saying here. Three, identify similarities and seek common ground. Okay, this is the one that um, sometimes is just a hit or a miss for me because I'm just not the type of to do it. If I miss three times, I'm done. I said I'm just done. Okay, football. I don't find activities you like. Um, oh, I would suggest avoiding politics. I don't say that much. Avoid politics. <laughs> that can lead to a lot of debate and arguments. And you might create uh you create um some enemies for sure. Okay. So I'm gonna recommend that. Weather maybe could help. Weather is a good icebreaker in my opinion. People like talking about weather. Weather's easy, weather you can observe, weather is very straightforward. Uh, current events if you're up to date, but I don't blame I don't blame if you're not. Obvious horseshit. Let's find something common. So do you like to dance? Do you like video games? Do you like football, basketball, baseball? Football, I mean American football. Or international football. The one that the whole world watches. Now separate that American football, you use your hand. The only time using your feet is to kick the thing over that weird goalpost thingy. Oh my goodness, I sound very ignorant. <laughs> this is why I'm not talking about sports. Because <laughs> that's how says go. Yeah, that's how much education I'm showing you right now. <laughs> uh, I mean, if they can say what that is, fine. Correct me there. I'm, I'm allowing it. Okay. No. And then this will establish some good rapport. Be extremely genuine. Oh, I get a gold star on that. I get a gold star on that. I think I get a, I, I get a pitch. Sometimes I'm probably just too genuine. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Uh, honestly, it's key. You know, people like to be fake. Yeah, backstab line, cheating, silly, any other behavior that affects other people's lives have negative consequences, right? Patients or not. Yeah, so he's not going to tell you. They're just going to stay away from you or I'm just going to avoid you like a plague. Yeah, very true. And that was number four. Be extremely genuine, yeah. Pay attention to body language. All of that fat I do. All that I do. I learned that because I missed some cues that made me seem um, foolish. Um... I do pay attention to I pay attention and you know you know a person saying oh you look well today but yet they're scratching your head look the other way it's like bruh 
I mean, if you want to bullshit all you want, um, energy and language are two different things, and body's another one's a third one, a important part as well. Uh, they say, don't say obvious, so you should pay attention to the body language. I mean, how do you know some people could lie well through the mouth, but if you pay attention to body language, by language, no reveals itself. You're going to identify certain patterns where a person is lying, telling the truth, or avoiding something. Yeah, you should pay attention to it. And pay attention to what you say. I mean, you have to ha- practice active listening, active awareness, to have a clearer picture on what the hell is going on in conversation. I was like, you really know if it's going to go off well or not. And then six, be empathetic. I ain't gonna lie, sometimes I am apathetic. <laughs> Completely opposite. You just don't give a shit about anything. Apathetic is putting yourself in other people's shoes, trying to see the, how they see the world, and of course, each of us perceive life very differently. I mean, some people, you know, perceive that mean attack as, um, well, be a good example of how people perceive differently. I don't want to use a political example here, but that's what's popping in my head. Um, yeah, I mean, but, and you shouldn't take it personally, no matter what people think or say about you. That's just simply their point, and you should never be misguided by such things. But too bad many people are. Got TikTok. Those people are doing for attention and clicks and views. I mean, I've seen people burn their hair, put glue on their face, drink stuff out of a toilet bowl, even lick in the Kamala toilet. I mean, just look at TikTok. TikTok is opposite. We have thing. These people are just attention crazy, attention craving nuts. Okay. You know what I mean? When you're empathetic, you're compassionate. Sometimes I always display that. People love that. Feel so good knowing someone that cares about the world. Huh. And I got that one. I do half. I mean, I do only half. I can see the person's perspective, but I don't show compassion. See, I get what you're saying, but. I'm sure because I use logic and facts, and maybe that makes me seem so cold and distant. I mean, you know, I disagree with this piracy bill reports are complicated. Oh no, it's only complicated if one one um part it's only it's only not complicated at all when two I mean two beings want to know each other. But if one doesn't and the other one does, that's a problem, okay? And and then we could use that and I mean the last paragraph is um is more agreeable. Uses knowledge to develop a better social circle. Yes. Overstep your limits. Yes. Use it gather and you know the use it to gather and leverage human resources to make everyone happy in the process. Use it to succeed and rather it is what you want to achieve. Okay, very good. Good way to end it. Alright. So let's just review the six techniques again, just to wrap this up, because I don't have that much here. Okay. So, produce a first strong impact, that means first impression. Don't forget the basics. 
pay attention, listen, be clear and concise, eye balance your eye contact, shake your head, maintain good posture, relax, and smile. Okay, like I said, I have not practiced all this well, and this can be a learning experience for me, and disclaimer, not an expert. Once again, just want to reiterate that. Nobody, if you choose to take me out of context and just disingenuinely unbash me, then you're the one with the problem, not me. Um, I identify similarities and see common ground. Okay, I'm, I'm pretty good at that. Be extremely genuine. I get a gold star on that one. Don't backstab. Don't be cheating. Don't be. Oh, don't be a hypocrite too. So, oh, I, I like hanging out with. Now I'm gonna use someone's name. Uh, I like hanging out with Devin. I, you know, I say that to the other friend. And the other friend say, "Oh, I hate hanging out with Devin. You know how stupid he is." I say, oh, I like him. He's a cool dude. He's down to earth. You know, we get good vibes from each other and whatnot. You see, that's hypocrisy. And people are not that dumb to see that. I mean, people just judge me for different reasons, but at least I'm not a hypocrite. I mean, have I done some unintentionally bad things? Of course. And I want people to call me out on it. I welcome it. And people want to be critical of me in a constructive way that I can learn, I'm open to that. If you're going to slander me for your bullshit agenda, then I have no sympathy for you. So that's what being extremely genuine is all about. Then if I see common grounds, see what the person's interest is. Is it in politics? Is it in sports? Is it in arts? History? I love history. You know, just give me some hints here. Politics. I love some politics, even some debate. Um, it's good in general. I think debate is good as long as it's not all uh, turns to a shouting match and bashing each other and their moms and dads. Okay, um, pay attention to body language. Yes, body language is very important and really tells if, if, if a person sending you mixed signals, that person's not honest with you. I say, oh, yeah, I like to get to know you. Yeah, he's kind of kind of showing a closed off language. And uh, not good, not good. That's how you tell. That's how you can see bullshit from a mile away. Okay, Just exercise that skill. You get better at it. It's time to progress. I mean, I certainly have. And it's helped me out a lot. I avoid a lot of bullshit, trouble, drama because of it. Okay, I rather have a small, great circle than a large circle filled with fools and fakes. Be empathetic. Try to see. Try to see how the other person sees the world. Right. And let's show some compassion. And I'm sure with time, these things will get easier. Just like learning new skill in general. It's hard at first, but it gets easier as time progresses. No, 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 that's the wrong way of saying Now it's time progress. It gets easier each time you use it and apply it to the best of your knowledge. And then you get better at it. That's that's the better sentence that as time goes on. If you keep practicing it, yeah, it gets better. With the correct application, of course. All right. All right. So this is it for the 73rd episode of the Peer Podcast. And I'll try to release next one sometime next week. Now, I'm trying to really improve the quality here. And I know the last couple episodes hasn't been any music because um, I have this... um, 
have anchor. You know, I can't do all the stuff I want to do just yet. So, so some good happens. I have faith. I have complete faith in God in that one. Alrighty then. It's based on my work with him, which I got to get better at syncing with the Lord. Okay then. So, this is it. And happy Memorial Day. Don't forget that. We got to honor the troops that are alive and the ones that are gone to. To have sacrificed his or her life um, to preserve the rights for us to live, you know, and enjoy some of our freedoms. I'm going to say some of them, okay? We have to be appreciative of that. Because trust me, the majority of countries does not fight like these people do. They need every gratitude that, that they could get, especially this year that's less than ideal, but things are getting back to normal, and amen to that, especially in this crazy state. Okay? The only part where it's normal-ish is only New York City, but I'm sure many other any other regions are a little more normal. Alrighty then. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Have a good day and or night, depending where you're listening to. And God bless you.